This is the Fantasy Road Show. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts. My name is Truck. He, this is Culls. And then down there, we got Shane O'Mac. You can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Trucker, at Culls underscore Sports, at S McCormick underscore FF. We're getting into it today. Follow the show at Fantasy Road Show. Check out the Substack, thefantasyroadshow.substack.com. And today we are back again for week four, red light, green light. Boys, are you ready? Oh yeah. yeah. One thing that one thing that could get me even more ready. I've been waiting to do this for Ooh. Got my oh, Fuji oh. Apple Pear. Oh, oh. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have one today, so you guys go on without me. But I've been waiting to sit that for 30 minutes delicious. that we've been getting ready. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm excited. I love this uh, episode. I uh, you know I think it's going to continue to get better and better. Um, one thing I want to do is I want to start going through our previous week. And basically, like highlighting our swings and misses, our home runs, um, and we don't have to sit here and go through each one, but just kind of hold ourselves accountable for bad picks, like my red light of Tyreek Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, definitely was on the wrong side of. I thought the Broncos just be we're gonna show up at some point defensively and there was gonna be some regression with the dolphins uh, and that did not happen that ended up you know, in 70 points but um you know you have those misses but anyways i want to go through and do some of that i just think it's a good like segue into the new week um so i think that's one way you know we can add some an element to the to the show i also want to do i want to hear your guys thoughts on this um instead of like start sit to where you know some of these guys will highlight our obvious starts but more like a love hate you know what i mean um there's a slight difference in that um but i think there's value in showing like just people we think are going to go off regardless of if they're a must start already or not you know what i mean um i don't know what are you guys thoughts yeah, I like it. I mean, you're, it's we like their matchup or we don't like the matchup. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So calling a love-hate as opposed to start-sit. Uh, well, I I, there's a little bit of a difference, right? Because, like, I remember, I don't know, I had someone obvious like Josh Allen or Justin Her- Josh Herbert, uh, the two Joshes. <laughs> and you guys were like, well, yeah, he's, he's just a must-start regardless. Yeah. Um, which I understand and agree, but I think – talking about it and highlighting their matchup um, and why we think it's a huge week for them because that's important in my mind because there's a trickle down effect to his biggest weapons but also like from a dfs standpoint you know some people might be listening from that angle um, and fade or highlight other players and build a roster based on our picks you know what i mean um i don't know 
that's just a thought I had. Yeah, Shane, what do you think? Yeah, I think, yeah, the way you frame it is, you know, like Josh Allen's a good example. Like most, they're going to be starting him every week, but, you know, it's like, hey, this is a week where you're probably going to see Josh Allen throw for 303 touchdowns. And so the correlation of that is, is probably a good week to start Gabe Davis. Yeah, for sure. And instead of, you know, I, I don't know. Anyways, we're all on the same page there. I just wanted to kind of make note of that as we're going and growing the show and and figuring out exactly what it is we're going to do here. But but I will yeah. say I will call your ass out if you put Zach Wilson on your red light again. Yeah, that was lazy. <laughs> <laughs> But man, was that a good pick? Yeah, it was a, you you, you, hit the, you hit that one out of the park. I Mike. just don't want to be sitting here like trying to find that diamond in the rough and swinging and missing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, there's, I, I think there's a sweet spot in there. Um, so yeah, this week I have green light Josh Allen. I have red light Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Uh, I was just talking to Shane prior to the episode, and I was mentioning how how difficult I'm finding it where you're you're trying to find this pocket of players. If you're talking about a start sit, you want the players that are uh, in consideration for both, yeah, where um, someone that isn't a must start, but they also have a good matchup or someone that is a must start, but has a bad matchup. So trying to intricately put those pieces together, it's it's um, you're, you're def- I, I see what you're saying. So, yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I don't like, mind that. Yeah. And I mean, like it basically just takes quarterbacks out of it right because like quarterback is the position probably more so than there's what seven or eight quarterbacks that are basically must start so that's you know two-thirds of the league right there i don't don't know we we don't need a we're all on the same page so um anyways yeah um what's going on uh i want to hear about how you guys are feeling right now about your teams i feel like after three weeks you kind of have a good feel for what you need uh four weeks is usually the te- the 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 mark of like all right i need to start making moves here here and here how, how are you guys feeling uh in your redraft the dynasty teams whatever uh, the one word i would say is itchy like i probably put out 20 different trade offers yesterday and today um a couple of leagues, I had like two two of my leagues. I've got a bit, my main leagues. Are, I fell to one and two. And so if I ever fall below 500, that's when I get itchy and I get, I start hammering out those proposals. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, through the first couple of weeks, uh, I'm usually sitting pretty good in, in pretty much every league. Um, I do want to take a deeper look and, and look at where I can make my team better. Um, and start really diving into some trade offers because that's something I just haven't really been doing through the first three weeks. Uh, but now in, encroaching week four, I think it's a perfect time to, now that we have a decent understanding of what's going on, to kind of uh, start formulating on how to make each team better, where my, where, you know, where my strong points are, where my weak points are, and and who can I can try to package up and really yeah. start diving into the other teams too and seeing what they need and trying to you know create these conversations with the other league mates. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I texted Truck this morning um, and told him that I want to dive in this week for release after this week. Um, our rest of season rankings, I think it's a good time to kind of like, we sort of know what we have. Of course, there's going to be injury and identities are starting to be formed with teams, I guess you could say. 
Um, so I think that's something to keep an eye out for. Uh, we'll be working on our rest of season rankings and then make sure that's published on our Substack. stack. Uh, Thefantasyroadshow.substack.com is where you can find that. Uh, and of course, the article that we release here with uh, with uh, our with our red light, green light. Um, but yeah, what's uh, what's going on personally, Rod? You get where are you at? Are you? It looks like you're at home. I am. I'm at home. Um, uh, tomorrow I'll be heading to Iowa, uh, going to Iowa, staying the night on uh, Thursday night. But big news: the writer strike is over. Oh um, shit! The writers have uh, are starting today. They are starting writing today. So nice. um, we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, the actors still need to negotiate their contract, but um, you know, TV movie production should be up and working uh, pretty soon, and I'll be back to work, which I cannot wait. I love that. What's that song? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, is that T Swift? I don't know. I'm not like too that. familiar with that one, but uh, yeah. Uh, I'd also like to bring up that you last week you um, you uh, pledged your fandom to the Dallas Cowboys, and then less than 24 hours later, Diggs get injured, and then they lose to the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> so, Shane, how do you feel about having Ryan on board? Bartman. <laughs> That's Shane, what I have to say. Shane, I would like to formally apologize. Um, apparently, I'm just a, a cancer to uh, certain certain uh, sports teams. So Yeah, what have you done um, in your past that just sold your soul to NFL fan loyalty? And- I don't know. I think I'm just – I think they're just the fantasy gods and the football the gods. are like, no, no, you stay with right, the Bears. You stay with the, mush, the Bears. Yeah. Yeah, this, just- you, your life is torture. Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, that's where that's at. Yeah. All right. Um, well, not much is going on. Shane, what do you think about the look? Good. Joe Kane. I said it on Sunday morning show, you know, for all those that are familiar with the program. Yeah. This is, this is Joe Kane 2.0. <laughs> that's awesome. I need to still watch that to understand the reference more. But I, uh, the, the flow was just starting to get like, it needed to be tamed at some somehow. So I bought one of these buying an LSU just because if, it, if, if it didn't work, it was still, you know, some LSU swag. Yeah. But um, anyways, that's, that's, that, that's where this came, came from. Um, but yeah, I am starting to get into why I moved to Austin and doing some cool things. Went to my first UT game a couple of weeks ago that was awesome. Going to the comedy mothership tonight to see Joe Rogan and friends. That is going to be awesome. That thank you to the roadie pa- Paulo. Uh, he asked me if I've been to the. <laughs> we're live on stream, Shane, and he asked me if I've been to the mothership yet. I'm like, no, I haven't. Let me look to see. Like, typically it's Rogan sold out, you know, months in advance. And I went on and just like random two tickets became available for the mothership on Wednesday night. So thank you, Rody Paulo for uh, being the motivation for having me going to see that this week. And then ACL is in a couple of weeks. So I, I, I bought tickets to Austin city limits and that should be fun, but that's what's going on over here. Nice. I'm going that dove hunting awesome. this weekend. That's that, that that's another, it's <laughs> another fun uh <laughs> But anyways, let's get into uh, let's get into it. Uh, everybody knows what to do. 
Buckle. Buckle. It is a T Swift song. I just Googled it. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the. I must not be as much of a Swifty as I as I previously thought because I do not remember that one at all. <laughs> Dude, let's go. That's awesome. What a great coincidence. <laughs> all right. Maybe um, I am a Swifty. Um, maybe you are. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, kick us off, right? Yeah. Um, we're going to do red light, green light today, obviously. We're going to start with quarterbacks, and we always start red light. So, uh, Shane, why don't you go ahead and give us your first uh, red light quarterback and tell us why. So I'm going to go with a lot of people probably still stuck starting him even in one quarterback leads, but I'm going with my guy, Dak Prescott. Um, I just don't like the matchup against the Patriots. Um, fifth fewest passing yards allowed. Um, we saw them just a couple of weeks ago really contain Tua in a game, and I think this will be kind of a low-scoring not a very explosive game for Dallas and, and Dak. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, and he's on my list. So uh, one of one already. Um, no, you're absolutely right, though. I mean, we saw Dak struggle last week against Arizona. He's actually the first... on your list. Yeah, red he light. is actually the first quarterback on my red light list. Okay. Um, you don't and... have just like five quarterbacks written down and whatever nope. one chain. Okay, good. Nope, I got I got two. And I was hoping that they weren't going to be, but now okay. it's just no, a normal thing. I, I just I want to make sure, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, for me, we saw Dak struggle last week against Arizona throwing his first interception. Um, he hasn't surpassed 20 fantasy points yet this season, and he's currently ranked 19th among all scoring fantasy quarterbacks. Like, he's just not getting it done right now. And a bad matchup this week against New England. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, Shane. I, I do not like uh, Dak Prescott this week. So Shane, as a Cowboy fan, is it concerns about Dak? Is it Kellen Moore no longer being there? Is it McCarthy being McCarthy? Well, it's a couple things. I always worried about uh, Kellen Moore leaving because they were so successful in offensive ratings, points scored, uh, red zone, they were like one of the top teams in the red zone scoring the last two years under him. I mean, it, it kind of got not talked about very much in the offseason that he left. I was always much more concerned about that than Dak. I don't think a lot of people, some of the people will say it's it's losing Dalton Schultz. I don't think that matters at all. Um, you know, I think Ferguson is just as good of tight end. I think it's more about play calling. Um and, and what they're doing down there. And it has nothing to do with Zeke not being there either. I've heard that this week too from some of those national sports talk shows that are just so the, smart, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, Correct. interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll stick in that game. Here's another, I got macaroni Jones. Um, I just think that he's not good. First of all, I think that the Cowboys are going to come back and punch with a vengeance um, at home um, against who I think is just not a very good quarterback. Um, I think this is probably the last season. I mean, Belichick's got to at some point feel that hot seat. I mean, hot seat in that like 
you need to start winning again. Um, and Kraft is always going to do whatever he has to to have a winning football team. So at some point, you have to cut your losses with him. And I think it's going to have to be this season. But um, yeah, that's my one, I would say, like Zach Wilson pick of the week. Um, going to one of the best defenses. I, I think it's going to be ugly. So I think this is. So this season's the beginning and the end for Macaroni, and you're going to see it this week um, in a matchup against one of the better defenses that is going to be coming and pissed off. Um, but also, Lamar Jackson, um, he is another red light of mine. I think that the Browns' defense is outstanding. Um, I think I'm pretty comfortable in saying that I think they're the best defense in the NFL. Um, their secondary has looked a lot better than originally thought going into the year. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and the defensive line is the best in football. Um, I would put it ahead of the Eagles, even though the Eagles is pretty damn good too. Um, but the way that the Browns have looked, it did, <laughs> here's a shocking stat. I love stats that you just don't believe. They didn't allow a team in the red zone through 10 quarters until Eli Moore fumbled that ball, like basically in, in the red zone. So not even a defense, not even the defense letting another team in the red zone. It was because, you know, it was Eli Moore getting stripped. Could you imagine going through three games of football and watching your team's defense not allow a team in the red zone? <laughs> Um, so I, I, I envy those people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how would that be truck? Would that be something you might be interested in? Yeah. Yeah, it would. Uh, I'm, not yeah, gonna I'm not going to plague the Browns with my fandom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so for me, like I've been trying to find, I, I have been putting players, um, on the red light list all season playing the Browns. And for me this week, it's Lamar. Just I don't think you could put any of the running backs in there, and that's what I've been going towards uh, to, st to start off the show. But um, Lamar, this offense is still figuring it out. They're leaning very heavily on Zay Flowers. Mark Andrews, what do you guys think it is with Mark Andrews right now? Is he just still getting ramped up? Is he still potentially injured? Is the quad bothering him? What, what's going on there? Is it time to worry if you're an Andrews owner who spent uh, round three cap draft capital on him like myself and Truck did quite often? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's um, I'm not panicking just yet. Um, you know, he, he saved his production on week two with the touchdown. Last week was a little concerning, um, but I think he's just getting ramped back up. And I really hope it's just um, they don't want any re-injury and that he's just not playing like himself yet. And that hopefully in a couple of weeks uh, we see the Mark Andrews that we've known to love. But I'm just holding out hope. I, I don't know. I'm just not. Yeah, I know. Yet. I was going to say, I don't want to hear your biased opinion. What do you got, Shane? Because I, <laughs> I feel that same way. But yeah. I, I can't say that it's I can't I, I can't sit here and lie and say that I think he's being ramped up. I, I just can't say that because like ramped up. What does that even mean? Like it's the beginning of the season. You've been practicing course he had that little injury before the end of the season the offense is new there's new pieces so like ramped i just can't fool myself by saying it's ramped up as much as is it the injury or is it 
him having a new role in this new offense. It's got to be one of those, you know? Yeah, I think I lean a little bit more towards the offense and they're distributing the ball differently um, differently, and not as concerted on him as much. I mean, they're throwing to the running backs a little bit mo- more this year than what they have in the past. I mean, even when they're rolling out the dead bodies of Kenyon Drake and Melvin Gordon last week, they were getting targets. Um, I think Bateman's going to be out this week, so that may help a little bit with targets. Um this week for him yeah so like if it's the new role in a new offense i think i'm less concerned um because i think that's just like some shaking out that needs to happen and he's still the best pass catcher in that offense obviously zay flowers is a whole beast in his own but like in terms of who we're going to be looking to and the chemistry they've already built and once we start getting more red zone opportunities um because it's been an early season, right? Like there's so much that they have to figure out as an offense still working through the kinks, who are their guys, but then also like just reps in the red zone. Um, so I'm pretty confident that, that Andrews is remains that guy for that offense and could still see, you know, 10 plus touchdowns this year, um, which is going to separate him from everyone else, not named Kelsey Hawkinson potentially Laporta. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with him missing that first week, he's still the number 11th scoring tight end, you know, like, so I don't know. I I'm still hopeful moving forward, but I, I agree with you. Lamar Jackson's on my red light list as well. Um, he's only thrown a touchdown pass in one out of three games. And you're absolutely right. Mike, this Cleveland defense looks like the best in the league. Uh, Lamar last week got found his production on the ground and you know, who's really good against rushing. Cleveland so it's like I I don't know I I don't like Jackson this week and uh that's where I'm at Shane how yeah. where, where, where are you at I think that's the good call little I I was this close to making Lamar the Shane O'Mac shocker of the week um, <laughs> I I really was he was my first I, I looked hard at him so because a that defense and then I looked Last year, but, you know, he only got one game against Cleveland last year, but he was QB 22 against them last year. And they're much dead, much better defense this year, I think, than even they were last year. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a – it's it, for a DFS play, like stay away from him. Don't spend the money on it. And, who know, you know, some some guys may have drafted him in a, in a one QB league, a second guy that – I probably would put ahead of Jackson this week. Yeah, I agree um, with you. One one thing I meant to bring up at the top of the show, and I, I, I'm just going to say it now before I forget, the we got a sleeper update saying that um, Jonathan Taylor still doesn't want to play for the Colts, oh, and God. the Colts still do not want to give him a long-term contract. So oh as a Zach Moss owner in a lot of leagues – um, and someone that was vocal about him, that's good to hear. Oh, um, yeah. As a football fan, I'd like to see Josh, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Taylor. I'd like to see, <laughs> like to see Taylor on the field playing football this year. Um, so please figure that out when he gets off the pup. Um, I, if there's a chance that the Colts are fighting for that division, like 
then I want to see Jonathan Taylor on the Colts. If that relationship, which now seems to be gone, I think this was the chance to try to repair that these last four weeks. Yeah. And let's get him on a team um, fast. But anyways, I just wanted to, I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are there. I mean, I don't know that there is many thoughts besides like feeling good about being a Moss owner. Um, no, for me, I mean, Zach Moss looks great so far. And if there's, if, if Jonathan Taylor's still unhappy and refuses to play with the Colts, like Zach Moss is, yeah, he's not going to play for the whole season. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, you're not going to force somebody to go out there and, and play. So, um, I just hope that the Colts change their opinion and are willing to trade him before the trade deadline. And, uh, and I hope that is to the Ravens. I would love to see him on the Ravens. Oh, never mind. Never mind perfect. the trade. Yeah, the Ravens. Never mind a trade deadline. Let's make it like right away in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get some fantasy relevance. Let's oh. shake things up a little bit. Yeah. Ravens would be awesome. Any other, any other teams that catch your guys? eye? Not off the top of my head. I don't think it's going to be the Vikings anymore. I don't think it's going to be the Rams anymore. Rams would be a really good spot if Cup's coming back and if they think that, um, you know, just as we talked about before, that would just be a Rams move to add the Stafford Cup. JT defense looks good. It it just would seem like a Rams move, but I think they're pretty happy with Kyron. Um, That's the... That's the vibe I'm getting at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, all right, Shane, who you got in for red lights? Um, so I had that Lamar. I, I stuck. I had Lamar on there also because he was that. Okay. If he was going to be that close to being my shocker, I'm, I'm, he was going to be my red light. Nice. Okay. So all right, well, let's um, let's jump yeah. to green lights then. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Start us off. I, I would love. To, I would love to start us off. All right. Do it. I would fucking love to start us off. My one of my I have a pretty big list of green lights, um, but one of my green lights that I would love to present to you, Ryan, is Justin Fields. Whoa, you would (laughs) you you would Justin Fields is a green light quarterback this week, Ryan. Justin Fields is going to come out and show you and the Bears fans the Justin Fields that was hyped up before preseason, during preseason, before the season. How does that make you feel? Um, it makes me feel great because I have him on my list as well. Oh! Whoa! Here's, Holy here's sh- the thing. I'm, I'm not joking with you. Last night when I was preparing for this episode, I wrote down Justin Fields' name. Five minutes later, I cross it out. And then I go back and revisit. I write his name down again. I literally wrote it down and crossed it out a bunch of times. But no, you're absolutely right. If there's any game that Justin Fields is going to have any sort of bounce back or any sort of production, it's this game. You know, there's n- zero expectations right now. Yeah. Like it, they, they, all the expectations have been thrown out the window. Yeah. So I would love for Fields to go out there and, and, and do exactly what you said. I, I I would love that, and I think this is the game to do it. I started him each of the first three weeks, even though I said I wanted to put I, – I, I've had him on my red light, and I still went out and started him because I'm a Chicago Bears fan, and I'm hoping – and I'm starting him this week as well. He's staying in my lineup, and um, I am just praying to God. This game is going to be ugly, uh, the Broncos and Bears, but 
you know, I got someone else on my re- my green light list uh, in this matchup as well. Ross? Oh no! You're yeah. saying just in, oh yeah. No, Russ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll just go right into it. I, yeah. Russell Wilson, man, um, three hundred yards passing in each of the last two games. The Bears' defense is abysmal. The Broncos just got embarrassed last week against the Dolphins. You don't think Sean Payton is going to be like, all right, guys, we need to go out and do the exactly what the Dolphins did to us. We need to do it to the Bears. Like, I just I think they're going to be bouncing back pretty strong. And I, you know, I, Russell Wilson is the number six scoring quarterback right now in the season. Number six. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so, so you're expecting a high scoring game in that? Absolutely. I am too. I think it's like 46 right now. I would say blows past that over. Both defenses just look so bad. I honestly had Fields on my list a little bit more for entertainment to see your reaction but the fact that you <laughs> also had him killed that a little bit but yeah. now i do know I, I texted chuck this morning uh pretty early about some trades potential trades for teams that we share together and he mentioned that he didn't sleep very well so now i know why it was because he was contemplating <laughs> justin fields on his green light list and like did i really just do that what did i just do uh, that was the there was a constant conversation going on in his head uh, while laying in bed all there night uh, on that one but yeah yep. i mean so for me like like you said i do agree with the if there's any time to do it it's right now um at home i mean We've been saying that now for basically every week since that disaster against the Packers. But this, like, for me is literally the last week. Like, you get this week to show us something, Justin Fields, or um, you're, I mean, I'll probably start you matchup based. I have a two quarterback league that I have him in, and that's about it. But he'll be still start on that. I mean, I have Herbert and Fields as my two quarterbacks in that league feel awesome about it you got to show me something fields i mean period yeah if you can't do it against denver you can't do it at all yeah what do you got shane uh so my first guy is gonna be the ryan the ryan whisperer guy (laughs) daniel jones of course yes yes news news flash news flash he's on my green light list as well okay Daniel Jones is a green light. Go ahead, Shane. I'll I'll feed off of what you have to say, but it's yeah, time go to go back to the well. I mean, the matchup is just too amazing. He goes back home on a Monday night. Seahawks giving up the second most passing yards in the league, like almost 330 yards a game. Um, he is gonna bounce back in a big way. Um, it's just it's gonna be, I, I feel like this will probably even be kind of like a 30-28 type of game um score wise even yeah because both of these defenses are not great yeah no i completely agree with you there uh riding daniel jones to the to the promised land this week um absolutely i mean we saw him against arizona two weeks ago put up 34 points almost 35 points against a bad defense so um yeah i'm i'm all on that so i uh i he is on my list with a star next to him that says if Saquon Barkley starts. Um, so in 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 the in the spirit of workshopping this show, Rye, we need to think one of the collective things that we need to think of this week is 
what our drop is going to be when we are all three on a guy. We need <laughs> we need to do that for um, for for the better of the show. But yeah, so Daniel Jones, I mean, incredible matchup, prime time Monday night. Um, we'll be live during that, so um, come either celebrate or throw tomatoes at us. But um, love the matchup. I mean, anyone against the Seahawks is looking like it's going to be a high scoring game, especially when it's not in Seattle. Um, so I love it. I would hope that Waller is um, going to be a big benefactor of that. Um, Cause I don't know who it is in the wide receiver room. I almost put like Hyatt down on my list, but I just don't like Hyatt, but um, yeah. So I, I, I definitely like that. Uh, I'm on board. Uh, I would love to see Saquon in this. I thought it was going to be three weeks, but we're hearing day to day is the dabble just kind of, mind game or is that legitimate i hope for saquon's sake for his owner's sake for i'm one of those people so <laughs> saquon play. the the nfl is better when saquon's in it and on monday night playing well yeah i don't know i don't know what you guys think like do you really think he could be back this quick from a high ankle sprain no the way yeah. that it looked i would say no um, we talked about it a little bit on our waivers. Yes, our waiver episode yesterday, and I was like, there's no way. But I will say, though, if there's anybody that could do it, it's Saquon. The and they've been pretty superhuman. Like, optimistic in their co- – like, I don't know if that's intentional optimism or if it's like they were pleasantly surprised and are excited that it, it, it's not as bad as they thought. So I think we'll find out this week. I, I, there's no way in my mind, but – yeah. Um, I so in, in terms of Daniel Jones, though, I want to give you a couple start sit options. Um, I have Daniel Jones in two leagues. My backup quarterbacks in both of those leagues, backup slash now starting, flexing, whatever you want to call it. I have to make a choice between Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, then in another league, Daniel Jones, Anthony Richardson. There's no way you can bitch Kirk Cousins after the first three weeks. He's the number one scoring quarterback right now in the season. So we're going Kirk over Daniel Jones. How about Anthony Richardson? Do we have full confirmation he's for sure out of concussion we, protocol? Yeah, we he's taking full team reps right now. Uh, we just got that update with the uh, with the JT news. So it, it's Anthony Richardson. He is home against. The Rams mm-hmm. uh, over under is 46 and a half. I look at the Rams as a team that you could probably run the football on. Da- Donald's going to get in the middle and, you know, bust things up, uh, causing Richardson to get out of the pocket and run. So I kind of like that matchup. I have Anthony Richardson here. We'll just segue right into it. I have him on my green light list as well. There was a star next to it and said, if healthy. So yeah. <laughs> it's looking like he is. Um, so he will be on my red, green light list. He has been very, he's been a pleasant surprise. The Rams offense has all, or defense has also been a pleasant surprise. Um, that being said, I still think they're young and unproven. So this could be a game away against a Colts team who's now two and one coming off a big win, getting their guy back, their quarterback. Um, and 
feeling like they have a chance to win this division. So you want to win this game. You need to win this game uh, against a vulnerable Rams team. But like I said, that matchup wise with Donald getting in and disrupting things uh, and getting some pressure on the quarterback, that makes me think someone like Anthony Richardson, who is so talented on his feet, can get out and get some yards. Um, so I have him on my green light list. It's also concerning that if they get to him and make him uncomfortable, he's going to throw in, and I don't really believe in his arm, which could lead to turnovers. That being said, I think he looks to his legs, gets out of the pocket, and has a really big game. Yeah, um, I was he was in contention for my uh, list, but I wasn't sure if he's going to play or not. So uh, it's definitely intriguing that he's taken all first team reps and seems to be out of the protocol. So um, I completely agree with that. I think he'll have a big game. So Jones or Jones or uh, Richardson, give me a. I'm not letting you get off easy. Who do you got? I would. I think I would go Jones over Richardson there. Shane, what Jones, about if Jones. Jones? What about if if Saquon's not in? It doesn't doesn't matter too much to me. What about you? No. Yeah, no, I'm still riding Jones over over Richardson. Well, I typically I should listen to you guys and auto start them, but I think I'm gonna do see the how Saquon's health is. I think that matters to me. Absolutely. Just because I think the offense is so much better with him in it. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, let's move on to. You guys got anything else for Greenlight quarterbacks? Any other highlights? Of course, of course. Um, okay, go ahead. Take it. I away. have two Joshes, Josh Allen and Josh Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, those two, I mean, that Bills game, I think, is going to be a must watch TV, first of all. I think everyone, that's not a shocker. Um, but I think the Bills are still the alpha in that division and are going to show it. Um, I've been preaching Dolphins regression for a couple of weeks now. And this is the perfect spot for it to come. I mean, if it doesn't, then the Dolphins aren't an anomaly. They're changing the game of football, and they're the best offense in the league and probably going to win the Super Bowl. Do I think that's the case? No, but that's the easy answer to say. Um, So I think the Bills come. I think their defense is very good, um, and I think that Josh Allen's going to has a lot to prove. I mean – there are doubters out there on Josh Allen and him winning games like this and taking over as the top dog in the AFC. Well, of course, Mahomes, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like the Bills team has been built for this moment and it's time to go and win this game, win the division, show uh, flex their muscles and show who, who, who top dog is. So I think you're going to see the best version of the Bills this weekend at home. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that means for Allen, what that means for Dalton Kincaid. We'll talk about him later. But um, super high-scoring game, and I think Allen, uh, you know, comes out on top. Josh Herbert, QB1. He's going to continue to be QB1. Um, that's kind of how uh, I think all of us had him pretty high preseason, uh, and he's just proving to be that against the bad Raiders team. Um Eckler comes back. I don't know. I, I think Herbert's a guy that he's just. I I'm I'm will I, I'm waiting to see the matchup where I'm like, this might be a bad week for Herbert. I, I just don't see it in the near future. No, and don't, don't anyone that's got him like 
even if it's DFS, like don't worry about Mike Williams being gone. That's going to be pretty seamless replacement between Palmer and Johnston. Yeah, that's worth talking about. What do you think? I, I've been saying short-term Palmer, long-term QJ. Um, I think it was Staley that came out and said the original plans were to ease QJ into the offense, and that is now thrown out the window. So hearing that from a coach is huge uh, because it may be sooner than I originally had thought. But um, he's going to get the opportunity to show what he can do, uh, which should be exciting for QJ owners. Yeah. And it's like if I had to rank him this week, I'd rank Palmer ahead of Johnston. But rest of the year, I'd rather have Johnston much more upside, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, also I feel like we've seen Palmer. I, you know, I feel like this is a reoccurring thing uh, each season where Mike Williams gets hurt and I pick up Josh Palmer. And it just hasn't really panned out the way I wanted it to. So I, I think, yes, Palmer should be great this week and probably the week after in the short term, like Mike said. But Quentin Johnston just seems like the better wide receiver and someone who I'd much rather have season long. Yep. Speaking to your recent history, you're thinking about last year, and last year he was wide receiver one, which, like, he's not a wide receiver one, as we saw <laughs> last year. But could he step yeah. in and be a, a viable wide receiver two, a you know number three threat on the offense? Um, I mean – he he can produce right um is he the talent that mike williams is no but um listen i mean keenan allen just caught 18 balls last week like defenses are going to be trying to stop that uh, and because of it palmer could be open so i i think we i think most people can agree that like short term palmer is going to look all right and then qj if he shows to be the talent that they drafted him for, then he could be like, whoa, we thought Mike Williams was good, you know? Yeah. Um, got, any, got any other ones on that list, Mike? Yeah, I have Pickett as well. Um, just like I, I think this is in terms of like if there's a week to do it, um, it's going to be this week against Houston, who's coming off probably their biggest win in – I don't know. This is that's like a lion's type. I just had a audio go off in my ear from a video. But yeah, if there's going to be any week for the for the Steelers offense to look good and him and Pickens to show that what they have, uh, it's this week um, coming off a huge win. Uh, I yeah, I was saying I don't know how long they've had a win like that in, but um, seems to be. So a regression type week for me um, with the Texans. So um, I'd like to see that defensive line, TJ Watt, just kind of disrupt things and get Stroud and make him look really uncomfortable and light a fire under the offense. I I have on my right have like a note for green light running backs. I don't know which Steelers running back it'll be, but one of them is going to rise to the top this week and be like the guy. And if I had to guess, like, ugh, I don't want to say Jalen Warren, but he seems to look better as running the ball in that offense. So it very well could be him. But I think a Steelers running back, if not both, are going to show to have a lot of production this week. And this offense as a whole is going to make them three and one and kind of show what they can be, what they haven't yet against some good defenses to start the year. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, let's move on to uh, red light running backs. Shane, why don't you kick us off? Uh, let me see here. So, yeah, my first one. Oh, okay. This is going to be a little bit. This is the Shane O'Mac shocker of the week. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> now, let me let me preface this. You know, last, last week I felt like I was a little bit like my Dallas Cowboys. I was coming off my Tua pick, and I got a little Connor McGregor with my shocker pick of Kate Otten. I got a little bit too high on my horse. I went too far. You were hanging that. dong. <laughs> so uh, I didn't do that. But, you know, this this one is going to be a little bit more of a shocker because people are going to be starting him in their lineups no matter what. Um, he's – He's has a lot of touches he's getting, which is a good thing. But my shocker of the week is Joe Mixon. Um, and this is all about the matchup. And yeah. he's at Tennessee. And we've seen the last two years, Tennessee, while they're horrible against the pass, they are very, very good against the run. They've only they've allowed less than 70 yards a game this year. Um Every running back they've shut down, uh, you know, last week, I think Jerome Ford had like 16 or 17 yards rushing. Uh, the week before, Joshua Kelly was in the teens rushing. Um, and, you know, I just think – I don't think with Joe Burrow's calf, I don't think that Cincinnati's going to be up big in this game where they're just milking it away, running it. Um, so I think this is a game where – probably Mixon struggles to even get to 75 yards rushing. And if he doesn't find the end zone, you know, you're probably not going to be, he's not going to be a top 20 running back. Yeah. Um, uh, Shane, Shane, we're three for three, three for oh, three right now. You got I, the shocker. I got, yeah. Mixon right now. You can't really see my list very well. It doesn't zoom, but um, yeah, I got, I got Joe Mixon on my list as well, so I'm right there with you on the shocker. All right, Ryan, can we get this picture? What Shane was describing earlier. I want to get Shane O'Mac's face on this picture. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can do that. I think I can do that. Um, sorry, but, didn't no, really yeah, no, you you're, you're good. To... No, no, that was the that was appropriate to cut me off for, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, Joe Mixon, he's been averaging 60 yards per game this season. Um, he doesn't have a game over 65. Titans are the fourth best team against the run. Um, not a single running back this year has gotten over 45 yards on them. And um, they held last week Jerome Ford to, what, 18 yards. And the week prior, Jerome Ford put up 108 on the Steelers. So, um, you know, the Tennessee Titans are hard to run against, and Mixon just hasn't hasn't done enough this season to make me confident in him this week. So I'm right there with you, Shane. Joe Mixon is a red light for me. Um, I understand that. I I don't like the matchup at all. I think Mixon's definitely losing steam in terms of like what he was at one point. Um, that being said, like I think he looked okay last week. He had a couple big runs, at least, that were like, all right, that's Joe Mixon. I, I'm trying to think of the exact run. Late in the game, he had a first down, comes up, fired up, you know, throws up the first down. And, like, 
that was at least the flash of his youth, which was good to see. Um, but I do think that they need more than ever this year that like P Ryan type back to rise and show who that's going to be. It doesn't look like it's Chase Brown. Um, it doesn't really look like it's Travion Williams or P Ryan, or I mean, or uh, Chris Evans. And they need that more than ever, I think, this year. So if it's not Chase Brown, it needs to be found quickly um, because he is looking just like he can't be that Joe Mixon for a full game, let alone a full season, you know. Um, So I'm interested to see what they do. Something has to be done. You need to find that that P. Ryan to his – know that lightning to thunder for him so i yeah i i'm cool with that the matchup's horrible i think titans i think they're plus two and a half if that got to plus three then it's a home dog plus three points that's like a very bad or a very good spot for the titans but anyways i in that same game i have king henry um and my reasoning for having him is because I think his toe injury is a lot more serious than is being let off. Like he's just being out snapped an egregious amount every single game by Ty J Spears. And that's obviously not the case if he's fully healthy, right? Like he's just too good of a running back. His, his, his fall, his falling off a cliff that I think will happen in his career. I just don't think it's happened without, at least running him into that. Um, so there's got to be some injury going on there. And because of that, he's honestly a sit. Like when we're talking start start sits, like yeah. he's someone you drafted to be a must-start per player, but I'm not – he's no longer that for me. I, granted, I don't have him in any leagues, stayed far away, but if I did draft him, he is now a – until I see it happen – He's on my bench. I'm just not starting him and getting, you know, a couple points a week. It's just too detrimental. Shane, how you feel about that one? Yeah, I agree. It's there's something. I, I watched a lot of that game um, last week. I was watching it, and he just he looks like he's almost running in quicksand. I mean, it's like even like <laughs> little dump off it. passes he wasn't catching. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, it's not great and. And the times you do see Tajay Spears in there, you, you can see a little bit. There's definitely more explosiveness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> um, all right, Shane, who, who else you got for red light running backs? Because Ryan has them too. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so then my next red light is going to be uh, Brian Robinson. Love it. So – you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of a props because last week, I mean, he still averaged seven yards a rush, um, which is pretty good. You know, when they got into that bad game script against the Bills, he only got 10 carries, but he did produce 70 yards. Um, he's dominating the rush attempts over um, Gibson um, in first three weeks. But Gibson's trash. Yeah, but for some reason they are they don't they tilt the rushes t- towards him and and not and that's not very even. But you know the Eagles are they they're even better than the Browns. They're better than the Titans. They give up less than fifty yards of rushing a game. 
Um, and Robinson, I feel like you're only going to want to start him when he's playing those games that's like against the Cardinals where they get up and they just want to milk that clock in the second half. And if he runs for three yards at attempt, that's fine as long as he's killing clock. How often do you think those games happen the rest of the season for the commanders? Because I just don't think they're that good. Yeah, they're not. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that would have been the case at Denver, but it ended up being the case. Yeah, I mean, Denver might just be that bad. I I like that. I almost had him on my list. I ended up not um, just because of Gibson fumbling the ball again. Like, he's just – Gibson, you can throw him out. I'm dropping him in every league I have him in. Um, barring injury, it's Robinson all season. Uh, drafting Gibson, my thought process was I th- figured he would separate himself from a talent perspective and, and eventually win target share, but I knew going in how – risky that was with the Redskins and how they feel about Brian Robinson. They, they just want him to be the guy so badly that it was going to have to be something very obvious for him to be pulled. So that was a swing and a miss. Whatever. Wasn't huge draft capital put into that, but was definitely counting on him to be like an RB3 for me, someone to plug on, um, on bye weeks. But yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, he is not on my list, just to be clear. He's uh, Brian Robinson is not on my list, but I completely agree with you, Shane. Uh, tough matchup this week, and he's um, not really uh, uh, kind of lackluster in his uh, efficiency. Um, I have Ramondre Stevenson. Um, it seems like a, a weekly red light list for the show, but, um, you know, he's from what we saw last week, he looks to be in a 50-50 split with Zeke. Uh, Zeke just looked like the better running back last week, and the Cowboys got embarrassed last week. And I think the Cowboys bounce back strong. And um, I I don't think Stevenson can do much against this Dallas defense. Yeah, uh, it's concerning how he's That's a good call. It's Dallas dropped in the, you know, with the rankings for rush defenses. But a lot of that, I think they gave up like 65 yards. It was rushing, but that was to Dobbs, a quarterback. I mean, so – I think they still had they still held James Conner, I think, to maybe 90 yards rushing on I don't know how many attempts he had, but that was more Dobbs that did damage last week against them than it was James Conner. So I think this will be a big get right game for Dallas in the defense. I agree. Um yeah, it's concerning how Stevenson's looked. Um, I, I didn't watch that game like quite like Truck did last week while he was sitting next to his new best friend in Boston. Um, but um, from what I understand, Zeke looked just as good, if not like the better running back. So that's concerning. I don't like to hear that. Um, I one one guy, my final guy on the red light uh, running back list is R- Richad, Richad White. Richad, Chad. Um, I hate that matchup. Um, going down to, uh, going down to the Superdome against the Saints, who just lost their starting quarterback. Who know that this is their division, and in order for it to be their division, that defense is going to need to step up in a big, big way in a spot like this. Um, so I think they do just that. That defensive line's been great. Horrible spot for the Bucks. I think 
they were a little bit exposed in that like you beat up on two teams that are now 0 and 3 and then you have a little bit of hype going to that game and just look like nothing you can't really get anything going mike evans had to have a pretty incredible catch at the end um and, and i i don't know i don't like this bucks team at all i think we're shot richad uh, i am a richad white owner and that's because of his target share which has been elite and it's going to remain that way but in an offense that struggles to get things going, what does that amount to? It hasn't been a lot, and I think it's kind of probably going to be remain that way. A lot of underwhelming weeks, but you're going to start him because of the target share, and then he's going to have some good games where he gets in the end zone or breaks off a big 30-yard catch, things to that nature. So he's going to be worth starting, but a week like this, it's going to be bad. Saints are going to clamp down. Yeah, the Bucks got exposed last week by the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, <clears throat> with Rashad White, man, it's been Richad. tough. Richad, Richad White. Um, if you started him all three weeks so far, you'd be happy with that one game against Chicago. It was the only game he rushed for over 40 yards. Like, he's been pretty quiet on the ground. And that Saints defense, they're they're a top-ten defense against the run. They're, they're, they're really good. And it's in New Orleans. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Mike. All right, you guys good? Let's uh, move on to green light running back. Shane, go ahead and kick us off. Yikes. I didn't realize it was that bad. Under seven points, 6.9, 6.2 in weeks one and three. Yeah. You would have been only happy with that, that week two against against Chicago. Chicago. Terrible defense. Chicago. Richard against Chicago. Richard. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead, Shane. Kick us uh, off. My first green light, I'm going with Mr. James Cook. Against Miami, um, love it. Love everything about what we're seeing from him. I'm loving the touches. He's getting like 18 touches a game. He's going over six yards a carry. Um, you know, he's even he's been near at 100 or over 100 yards rushing in the last couple of games. Um, he gets he's got a great floor for receptions in PPR league. He's getting like four or five a game. Um, this should be like you touched upon earlier. This should be a nice high scoring back and forth game where he's heavily involved in the game script, whether if it's rushing and receiving, I don't even care that he doesn't get the goal line touches. He's getting that many catches and rushing and he's doing, he's that efficient with it. Um, I, I love everything about him. I co-sign everything you just said. Me third. Yeah. I, I, I love James cook. Like James cook is just so good. Um, but yeah, everything you said, I completely agree with, um, my guy on my green light list is Zach Moss. Um, the, he's at, or no, he's, uh, versus, uh, the Rams at home and 30 carries last week, 18, the week before uh, touchdown in each of the last two weeks, like Zach Moss has been a legit fantasy piece. And he, I think he's going to be again this week. He has a better matchup this week than he did last week against Baltimore. And, um, you know, he put up over 20 points against Baltimore. So uh, I think he eats again this week against the Rams. Yeah, he even caught a pass. It was a touchdown pass he caught last week. I mean, you don't expect to see that out of him, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, I have two guys that the fantasy trucker, trucker is going to be excited to hear on my green light list. Let's hear him. One of them is Roshan Johnson. Let's go. Um, 
I yeah, two bears and your green lights. Let's go. The bears. Yeah. I think they I think they at least lose by a field goal in that game. And I think it's gonna be high scoring. So um if that's the case, then the offense is gonna to need to look good or, or at least put up points. Uh, I think they're going to do that. And, uh, you know, I already talked about fields. Uh, sorry, I got distracted. Um, <laughs> squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, and I think Roshan is going to start to, you know, separate himself in that backfield. He's going to show you the full threat type of running back that he is, catching the ball, running the ball. I expect a touchdown out of him, maybe four catches. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a big game for Roshan. Uh, and I'm actually going to contemplate putting him in some lineups as like a flex option, like a risky type flex play. Um, if that's what, you know, I talk about it a lot. It's what does your lineup need? Um, so in, given the right situation, uh, Roshan might crack some lineups for me this week. Uh, and then the other guy's Miles Sanders. Um, talk nice. about if he's ever going nice. to do it. Wow. If, if he's ever going to do it, it's going to have to be this week. Um, he's got the Vikings at home, um, you know, another that, that spreads at three and a half, like another three and a half point home dog. That's a very good spot to be sitting in against the team. That's just in shambles in my mind. Yeah. The offense has been great from a fantasy perspective, but the team is not good. Um, Owen three, they have to win. This is a must win for the Vikings. Um, but uh, their defense is just bad. It's not a good defense. So um, I think it does, doesn't matter as much for Sanders as who's at quarterback as long as I think he's just going to get fed and there's going to be some production there um, because of it. So like if it, he's going to get a lot of touches in a game that against a bad defense and because of that, I think it leads to a very good fantasy day. Um so I like Sanders. I don't know how you guys feel about that, um, but yeah, yeah, I love that. I love I love a good Sanders uh, green light. Yeah. Um, so I it, I'll just stay on that game real quick. I also have Thielen with a star next to him. Uh, if Dalton's in, then I I love Thielen again. That connection is, you know, as we said last week, like that connection is is. That was one of my very, very highlights last week in red light, green light. I had Thielen um, as a green light wide receiver. I think it does matter if, if Dalton's in there. Green light receivers last week were good for me. I had Diggs, Mike Williams, injury, uh, Amari Cooper, and Adam Thielen. Uh, so, you know, Thielen will be back on this list for me if, if Dalton's in there. Yeah, I like that too. Um, for me, I got uh, Kenneth Walker as a green light running back. Um, he's the number three running back on the season, back-to-back two touchdown games. The guy's a absolute beast. Outstanding, yeah. Yeah, and he even had 59 yards receiving last week. So add that on top of it, just icing on the cake. Um, this Giants defense is pretty bad against the run. They're the fourth worst team, uh, allowing, what, 138 yards a game. So I just uh, I think Walker's going to have another big game uh, and I think I'm going to call it. I think he has his third in a row two touchdown game. Ew. Um, I like it. Don't have much to add there, though. Yep, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you with that one. I, Walker was my other one, and like a couple things. Like I didn't realize that he was that high already this year as RB three. You said. 
Yeah. Wouldn't have guessed that. And you know, Walker's could be so far and three weeks into the season is probably going to be my biggest swing and miss of heading into the season. Um, I wasn't high on him. I wasn't targeting him in the drafts. I really thought they spent second round draft capital on Charbonneau. And I thought spending that draft capital, it may be more like a 60, 40 split and, um, he would get the receiving work that Walker wouldn't get, maybe start stealing some of the goal line work. And it's not. I mean, Walker has been getting even the goal line work. And I think they just did a fooled you when, you know, head into the season thinking spending a second round pick meant something, but it doesn't yeah. to Pete Carroll. Nope, not at all. I think Charbonneau, Charbonneau, he Charbonneau. is going to carve out a standalone role by the end of the year though um they are they are throwing them in there um and the seahawks do score points so i think eventually he'll have like somewhat of standalone value but um yeah i mean i i told ryan in, in our uh waiver episode that earlier this week like i am done i i'm never again falling for the bringing in a rookie running back and devaluing current successful proven running back. Like I'm just not doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that it's one of those things you got to learn and get better, like everything in life. And for me, that's one of them, but Hey, everyone out there, but still stash Charbonnet. I mean, keep him upside is through the a roof. league winner. If something Did you happens see, uh, did you guys see that play at the goal line when he just absolutely trucked that guy? Just yeah, you just got trucked. We need to oh, figure out how we yeah. can make that a segment. You just got trucked. You just got trucked. <laughs> burr, burr. Yeah, That's absolutely. something we need to work on. Making workshop it. it. Workshop it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to uh, red light wide receivers. If you guys are all good there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll start. Um, all right. Nico and Tank Dell. Okay. Congrats. Just one word, regression. Yep. Okay. That's all I need. <laughs> um, I do want to just chime in real quick. Uh, I know there's a few people watching. Uh, we are live right now. Any and all questions that you guys may have will be asked, will be answered after the show. Uh, stick around. Uh, we'll be going through all those questions. Feel free to chime in in the, in the, in the comment box. I changed know, my screen to private chat so i don't see any of those because the squirrel would be so real real right now if, if <laughs> absolutely. I saw them. absolutely but yeah nico tank one word regression hollywood one word dog shit okay, <laughs> okay. love it cold sports speed thoughts yeah, yeah. shane do you yeah, remember like the it. speed thoughts what do you remember the speed thoughts did no. you know that Oh man, he, I don't uh, think we'll, he was a roadie at that time. No, but, we, need uh, to, we need to dig it out of the ar- archives. That's maybe <laughs> my best work. So uh, we were we were going through the tight end rankings, dynasty tight end rankings, and we were going through like twenty one, uh, like twenty one to like fifty or something. And it was the last of our dynasty rankings episode. And we're talking to each other. We're like, I don't want to do this. We're like <laughs> this episode is going to be terrible. I'm like, you know what? Let's just let's do a Cole Sports Speed Thoughts. You just go down the list and just very very quickly mention every guy that's on our rankings and and why they're there. And he just goes off. I think he referenced um a Donald Trump Jr. or like <laughs> it was it was it pretty was- funny. Yeah. It, it, so we were sitting there and I was just like, 
rambling through like what I thought of the people and Ryan's like, boom, we're doing that. Like we're pressing record and you're just going to do that. <laughs> so I probably went through like 40 players and it was like the fantasy football Coles sports brain version of like a freestyle rap. And it was pretty funny. Uh, we'll dig it up. Uh, yeah, we'll dig it great. up for you. Um, all right. So my first uh, wide receiver red light is uh, Christian Kirk. This Jags offense has just been underperforming compared to, excuse me, expectations. Um, without a touchdown last week, Kirk scores under 10 points. Like uh, that touchdown saved him last week. Atlanta is quietly um, the fourth best defense against pass. Like they, they're, they're a good defense. So um, Kirk, the, he's at home in Jacksonville against Atlanta. No, and London. Oh, Second okay. home. Okay. Okay. Yeah jacksonville home game in london since they play there every year but um no you're right it's in london it's the early game make sure you guys wake up early for that one uh but yeah i, I think kirk has a bad game this week um yeah i i don't i don't have much to say there besides london this is london this is their soon to be full-time home current second home um I don't know what to think yet about this game or like I probably have to do a little bit of digging on how they perform in London. But to my knowledge, it's usually kind of a sleepy game, um, but I'll be up. I'll be excited if truck is not answering his phone. I'll just be spam calling him because um, <laughs> he can be a little bitch in the morning sometimes when he's not on work. But yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Shane, who do you got for red light wide receiver? All right, my first guy, I'm going with a guy who's scored in every game. He's gotten okay. almost 30 targets first three games of the year. That sounds great. Sounds great, right? But uh, I'm going with history here, and I'm going with Mike Evans at New Orleans. Oh, and let me let me I'm gonna read some I'm gonna read some numbers here to you. Okay. Please, please do. His last four games against the Saints. Uh-huh. Wide, wide receiver 54, wide receiver 43, wide receiver 31, and wide receiver 92. Wow. That's something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That a, lot of, a lot of that has to do with his uh, very heated rivalry with Mr. Marshawn Lattimore. Yep. Yes. Yep. I mean, we talk about like, so will so and so shadow somebody? Guaranteed, Latimer. Oh, will dude, be on him. are you kidding All me? Game. That's like the most surefire thing, period of the week. Gonna yeah. be, it's always fun to watch. I mean, um, yeah, it's exciting. Oh, by the way, Mike Evans, did you see? I, I meant to mention this, but Truck saw it. Did you see what Tyreek Hill said? Um, on <laughs> what stream, he to, what he wants to do after football, yeah. Yeah, and he was dead serious. Yeah, dead serious, and he's like, "You think I, star. you think I can do that?" And Mike's like, just not responding. And Tyreek's like, "No." He's like, "Yeah, I mean, do whatever you want. I, I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah, dude, you'd be a great porn star." Yeah, but, <laughs> but so, so Tyreek, speed does not translate good to that profession. So, <laughs> uh, he'd very, probably very be good a good point. porn star, though, to be honest. Um, that is funny. That but is yeah, funny. that was hilarious. Um, cool. I agree. I mean, Evans against the Saints. I just think this game as a Bucks fan is not going to be fun to watch in general. Um, so, yeah, I'm on board with that. 
Yeah, same here. I had famous Jameis, the quarterback for the Saints this week, by the way. It looks like it. Yeah, it looks like it. Okay. We'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, no, I agree with you, Shane. I had Evans on my list as well. Um, The Saints team is really good. This this defense is legit. So um, based on what we saw from Baker and the Bucks last week against Philly, I I would think it's a a very similar story there uh, against the Saints. Coles, what do you got? You got any more on the red light? No, I gave you all mine. Okay. Um, let's move to green light wide receivers. Um, who wants to start it off? Uh, I will. I already mentioned Thielen if Dalton is in. Um, and then I want to give you my player slash player like I've been doing. Um, Palmer slash QJ. Uh, I think – that uh chargers raiders uh i think the chargers are going to win that game and put up a lot of points at home and i think you're going to see like who rises to be the guy as wide receiver two in that offense Uh, and i want a piece of it whoever it is um it does not change my thought process as that offense is going to be the best um, one of the best in the league, and Herbert's going to have a top three QB year. He's QB one already. Um, I think like you had to anticipate an injury between either Keenan or Mike Williams this year, and fortunately it happened in week three. Um, but one of those guys is going to be massive value um, if you get him on the wire or if he's already on your bench and you spent late draft capital. So I think you're going to see it immediately. Like to me, you get Eckler back. Herbert's not going to want to just like ease one of those guys into their new role. He's going to, they're going to, he's going to make them drink from a, um, from a fire hose and we're going to see who it is this week. So um, that's who I got. Drinking from a fire hose. That's a very descriptive way to do it. I'm just envisioning that. I find that funny. Um, but yeah, I have I got Thielen on my list as well for green lights. Um, and I understand, you know, obviously he was the wide receiver three last week with Dalton at the helm. But I think even with Bryce, uh, Thielen can still eat this week. Um, you know, he's had a touchdown in back to back games, one with Bryce, one with Dalton. So um, Minnesota allowing the eighth most passing games this season and you know, it's that revenge game narrative. You know, Adam Thielen's going to want to show out against his old team, the Vikings. So um, I would be comfortable with uh, Thielen in my lineup and pretty much all facets. Um, sweep, but, the, sweep the leg. I had him hey, hey, here we go. Lock it in the trifecta. We'll get a drop going for future episodes. But, um, yeah, go ahead, Shane. Do you want to add anything to the Thielen table? No, nope. You guys covered it. Okay, wonderful. Uh, my other wide receiver green light is Cortland Sutton. Uh, Cortland Sutton touchdown in two two out of three games, 11 targets last week. Um, like I said before, the, the Broncos got embarrassed last week, and they're going to be looking to bounce back tough uh, against the Chicago defense. Allowing Would you say they got them. spanked? Sure. Yeah, I would say 70 to 70 points uh, is quite a spanking. Wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I just think Chicago's – that defense is terrible, and uh, Cortland Sutton seems to be emerging – um, as a great option for Russell Wilson. So to go along with my Russell Wilson green light, I like Cortland Sutton. Cortland Would Sutton. you say Tyreek Hill had anything to do with that spanking? <laughs> I see where you're going with that, yeah. Maybe yeah, he would make Tyreke a good is... porn star. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. I like Sutton. I like, you know, I, I like the over in that game. So 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to like a lot of people tied to it. I think Sutton has looked like he's looked like what everyone's wanted him to be last year, um, which I thought we were going to see a little bit of that from the Broncos as a team, but starting 0-3 is tough. Um, however, it hasn't been the offense, so you have seen Sutton look good. He's a good receiver, man. Um, so, oh, yeah. All right, Shane. What what else you got? Uh, so I got two. I got two. I want to add here because one is with an asterisk. So uh, first one asterisk is if Jimmy G plays, I'm going to take Jacoby Myers at the Chargers. Um, two games, he's had 22 targets. That's really great when you're trying to target a receiver. Um, 16 catches out of those. Um, Chargers have allowed the most passing yards in the league. They are horrible. And Jimmy G is not a down-the-field thrower, so he loves to hit those short short target routes, which is what Myers will thrive in. Um, but I don't know if that exists, if it's Aiden O'Connell or Brian right. Hoyer. I mean, I don't. why would you ever throw out Brian Hoyer at this stage of your <laughs> – is beyond me. But they, I don't put it past the Raiders to do that. So if that's the case, then – you know, forget it for Meyer. So um, if he doesn't play, then I'm going back to Puka Nakua for my green light. Um, it was a quote unquote missed week for him last week. You know, not a great week, but his worst week of the year, he still, still caught five balls for over 70 yards. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, the, the only reason for as a Raiders front office or coach that I would start Hoyer over Aiden O'Connell is if you like, don't feel like he's ready. And you think if you win this game, you have a playoff shot, maybe like one and two must win to be in the playoff picture in a tough division against a division opponent. So if you think you have a better chance of winning, you put in Hoyer, but so I could see that like this week, Hoyer getting the nod, but Aiden O'Connell is cl the clear move to me for a team like this because I don't think they have a shot at the playoffs and in terms of career development and seeing what you have um, in him as a quarterback, that's probably a, a good a good move. But yeah, it sounds like Jimmy G's out or at least far away, um, and you can expect him to be out. So that's what I've been hearing. At least we'll see what happens. Yep. All right, um, Coles, you got any other green light? Digs, get Digs to pair with Allen, of course. He had a great – he had a Diggs-esque game last week. I think he sees the end zone uh, in this one, which he did not last week. Um, he's got to get those touchdowns come moving at some point. Him and Jamar both, I think, score. Uh, they're going to just like – floodgates open and start scoring touchdowns but pickens is another guy i said pickett um pickens and pickett uh, you know I, a million times i've talked about their chemistry and how they are together so those two put them on my board as well nice yeah i can get behind those definitely um all right you guys good we move on to tight ends yep okay mm -hmm. um shane go ahead and start us off red light tight ends uh, so my guy is going to be David Nujoku, um, gets the Ravens. They've allowed the fifth fewest points to fantasy tight ends this year. Um, you know, he's not, I thought maybe his target 
uh, percentage would go up when Chubb went down, but he's still sitting at that just like three to four targets. I think he got three or four last week, so it didn't go up really that much. So um, I feel like the way the tight end landscape is, people where they drafted him are probably still starting him, but I think he's at a point where you can punt him for some of these streaming options. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Joke. I have Njoku on my list as well. Uh, I just think that's going to be one of those Ravens, Browns, ugly, murky defensive battles. So I like that. Um, Yeah, I can understand that. And I'm actually staying in that same matchup. I talked about it earlier. Uh, My red light's Mark Andrews. No! Yeah. No! Um, Yeah, Mark Andrews, man, this Cleveland defense is legit. Um, You know, I don't know. There's really not much else to say about that. Mark Andrews, um, 45 yards week two, 35 yards week three. You know, it just seems to me like Zay Flowers is emerging as Lamar's favorite target. Um, You know, it's still small sample size, so we'll see how that develops. But uh, I'd be worried about Mark Andrews this week against the Browns. No. No. That's all I have to say is no. No. Okay. Uh, you guys got any other uh, red light tight ends? No. Schultz, Chicken Conquo, Hunter Henry. I've been talking about them about every week, or at least last week for Henry and um, quite a bit with Schultz. I think he was on my list last week. Um, I just don't think his role in Houston is what it was what it was when the Cowboys are thought to be. And then um, Brevin Jordan scored last week. You know how the Texans like to do that, like two tight end look. I think he's going to chip into some production. And then same with Chig, like going into the season, I thought he could have been a huge swing and miss at tight end, um, which it's looked like. I I think that continues. Yeah, definitely. Um, All right, let's move on to uh, green light tight ends. Uh, I'll kick it off. Uh, my green light tight end is Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. Sammy game time. Um, he is the number two scoring tight end on the season. Number two. The guy is an absolute beast. Um, Seattle Hawkinson one, right? Um, yeah, Hawkinson yeah. one, Laporta two. Um, Seattle allowing the second most passing yards, uh, 328 yards per game. Um, is the Iowa tight end narrative being talked about enough or do we need to be the driving force of that? <laughs> I mean, it, I was just their offensive line and their tight ends are just stellar. You it's know, corn fed, corn fed, yeah. baby. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out um, guys. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I misspoke. I'm, I'm not talking about uh, Seattle. Uh, the, Sam Laporta is play, uh, playing the Packers this week. Uh, and my main reasoning with Laporta is I, I know I, I didn't even fart. catch that. I know I, I caught it myself, uh, but no, against the Packers, you know, I'm on Ross St. Brown's going to be um, covered by Jair Alexander. So I think that Jared Goff's really going to be looking to his second favorite target Laporta and really getting him involved uh, for this Lions team to win uh, in Lambeau. Yep. Love it. It's, you can see each game, his targets have gone up. It went like four, six, 11. It's progressing. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you guys got for green light tight ends? I got my 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 slash rookie tight ends. Dollar slasher. Another <laughs> slasher. Um, Kincaid and Musgrave. Um, I think that Kincaid. This is going to be the game that you see him in the end zone 
Um, and then Musgrave, he he has been he he's been a good. I, I want to say I was looking at. I can't believe I didn't write it down in my notes. Um, but his I know his over under set at like three and a half receptions, which he's hit or no, which the um, the Lions have given up to tight ends um, each week besides Noah Gray being the one. He had three catches for whatever, 30 yards. But the Lions give up catches and yards to the tight end. Um, and Musgrave's been working into this offense in kind of week one. He looked a little bit lost. Last week I think he had let – me, let me look it up here. But I think he had seven or eight targets – Musgrave. He had eight targets. He eight ran targets. 80 percent route rate run. Yeah, um, six catches, forty nine yards um, against a team who gives up a lot to the tight end. I think you're going to see Musgrave eat here in this matchup. Um, so yeah, and then I have Fryermuth. But if you guys uh, have anything to comment there, I just wanted to fire off mine. My no. three green lights. Yeah, Musgrave was my second one. I just was super impressed. He had 10 PPR points last week against the Saints, who Saints are one of the toughest defenses against tight ends. So for him to do that, I think also, like, I don't anticipate Christian Watson coming back on Thursday night still. I think he's out one more week, I bet. Really? And so that just still opens up more targets. Yeah, so for me, I think it's like that role was going to be – he was whoever tight end one, whoever tight end one for the Packers was going to be was going to have a good role. Um, Musgrave showed to be that guy in camp, and then week one it looked like there was just like a little bit of miscommunication, or he wasn't like he didn't have the feel down yet, and it looks like that feel is down. So as that happens, whether you have Watson or not, he's going to become a trusted part of this offense, and I think you're starting to see it, and it's only going to improve throughout the year yeah there may be swing and miss type weeks as this young offense is growing but i think that as a whole he is going to get better and better each week towards the end of the season i think you're going to hear kincaid musgrave and laporta at the top 10 um, and kind of just smash that rookie narrative to pieces which sets up brock bowers next year oh yeah, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and jatavian sanders uh tight end position is evolving as we've discussed, and it is um, it, it is becoming a threat in fantasy sports. Um, so, yeah, watch, I love watch it. Out. I love it. All right, guys, uh, I think that about does it for a red light, green light. We're going to start a new segment right here, uh, a little mailbag drop. We got a bunch of comments in the section. We're going to fire them off and get your guys' opinion. And here we go. Oh. All right. So, um, you know, we, we are live. So just to preface, anytime we go live, throw in the comments and we'll answer them in this segment. Um, so the first question, should I pick up Tank Dell or Robert Woods? Tank Dell. No, not even close. I think we're all in unison there. Next. Um, yeah. Next question. Um, PPR, pick one. Zay Jones, Dobbs, JSN or Devontae Parker? I like that. Um, I'm going Dobbs. Dobbs. All right. Boom. I love next it. Next one. All right, next one. Uh, would you trade Delaware for Flowers or Rashad White, considering my roster, 12-team PPR? He has A. Rich and Stroud, Pollard, James Cook, um, Khalil, Lil Herbert, J. Spears, Elijah Mitchell, Diggs, Ayuk, Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Hollywood, Tank Dell, and Andrews. 
Uh, so again, would you trade uh, Tank Dell away for Flowers or Rashad White? Flowers. Yeah, I would go Flowers. Um, and the only other consideration would be Rashad White. Um, oh, I guess that is the only other consideration. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I would trade him away for either. Um, honestly, probably Flowers because I think he's that much better, but your team does need a running back three, so I'd look into bye weeks of Pollard and James Cook. Those are two clear-cut running backs to start every week, but you are going to need a – I don't know. Do you know the bye weeks off the top of your head? I think uh, I think the Bills are like 13, uh, and do you know when the – are the Cowboys seven maybe? I think seven. Seven's that big one. Pollard. Let me just look real quick while we're going. Yeah, um, yeah I'll put seven. it in my here, go ahead. Seven for the Cowboys and 13 for the Bills. God, my fucking brain, man. It, it's that uh <laughs> it's that that all those underdog drafts, it's just like ingrained in me. Uh, yeah. And I can somehow access the information up when there's pressure applied. But I think I would look into week seven and week thirteen matchup if you like those in Rashad White's case. He's going to be the running back there all um all year so if the week seven and 13 matchup are good then i would consider that as well but flowers is outstanding uh you know yeah i agree i would trade dell for flowers um rashad white considering your running backs pollard and james cook are good one-two punch uh but with herbert spears and elijah mitchell you're kind of missing that third piece that you can fill in so yeah rashad white would be a good third piece for me so i think i would consider that as well. i would look to add that rb3 before you get desperate if something happens where the one of those guys are gone for a week or two you're gonna look desperate <clears throat> desperate and someone's gonna take advantage of you i sure would yeah dylan and he mentions leaning white because of my weaker running back depth exactly what we're talking uh, about do that and feel confident about it yeah uh and it's a redraft dylan thanks for your question uh on to the next from jab armstrong hey guys i made two trades today how do you feel about both of them i traded uh davis uh, david montgomery jerome ford and chris alave for christian mccaffrey a blockbuster i also traded kelsey and Ramondre stevenson for jefferson and walker wow okay what do you guys think about these two trades jeb thanks for your question davis um, and uh, it is a, I'm sorry, just to, for more context here, included standard 10 team league, um, leaves me with Kirk, CMC, Kamara, Devonte Adams, Jefferson, Waller, and Kai Williams as my starters. So I love the Jefferson and Waller trade. You robbed that person, um, solely because of Jefferson's the best player in that. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm not a believer in Stevenson, but Jefferson is elite. Waller hopefully he gets better if not you might be in trouble but for the most part I like that one um CMC that is quite the haul for CMC yeah um and because Alave is so good I think it's yeah Jeb do yourself a favor though go get make sure if Eliza Mitchell is available go get him cover yourself since you just took on CMC yeah, I would agree with that as well. But I, I think that was a I think I would have been I would have done that trade. Getting CMC is huge. Um David Montgomery, um, you know, what's his role look like when he comes back from injury? Jerome Ford, um, you know, obviously we think he's gonna be the guy moving forward, but Kareem Hunt could ascend. And then Chris Olave is a great piece, but I I think that's a good trade. I would rather have CMC. Uh and then I agree with Mike. You you house the guy in that Kelsey Ramadre for Jefferson and Waller. That's uh, yeah. solid. So uh, well, yeah. I want to see what the uh his depth looks like though. Mm-hmm. Um, because he sacrificed a lot of depth 
but from a start, like so, yeah. running backs, he well, still has Kamara and Kyron Williams and Kamara. Yeah, CMC, Kamara, and Kyron Williams with Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson with Waller and Christian Kirk. That team's looking really good for starter-wise. But, yeah, Mike, it'd be interesting to see what the backups. Yeah, because, like, great. Your starting lineup looks awesome. We're about to get into the the part of the fantasy season that separates owners is what happens when you're dealing with injuries and bye weeks. Um, Who – who knows what they're doing? And, and to be honest, a couple of weeks ago, I, told, I said I mentioned that I, I hate redraft fantasy football, and I had that whole spiel. I am now realizing this week why I love it, and I do love it, is because I am very confident in my ability to get rosters and hit on waiver wires and make these different moves that in season that matter. Um, so, you know, it's the love hate roller coaster I'm on with fantasy football after this week, Sunday night, you'll probably hear me hate it. And then, uh, but right now I love how my teams are built and I, you're going to, you need to have that depth. So I wish we had you here live to talk about what your depth looked like, but anyways. All right. Uh, moving on. Thanks for your question, Jeb. Uh, last question here. Uh, George cook half PPR. Do I flex tank Dell Pacheco, Christian Kirk or Romeo Dobbs? What do you guys think? this week um not pacheco at the at the jets that's a tough tough run defense avoid that dobbs if i would say dobbs if watson's out however i don't know what shane knows that i don't know i i think that watson is playing but you might know something that i don't there so the reports um, I saw yesterday were they felt more confident Aaron Jones playing than Christian Watson. Okay. But okay. It, it'll I thought he was be, close to. Didn't he practice last week? Like towards the did, end. Of he did a little bit. Yeah, he did a little bit. But um, you know, you'll know probably by even yeah. today. You'll have a good good idea with it being a tomorrow night game, but Thursday yeah. night game. Keep an eye on that. I would go Dobbs if he's out, but otherwise, to me, it's Christian Kirk. Um, I know he was just on on trucks red light. Um, I don't necessarily think I. I think he's, he's he could do just fine in that game. Um, whereas like Pacheco at at Jets and then Tank. Tank might be the play that uh, that's probably what Truck's going to say, and I'm interested to see what you're going to say, Shane. But I think there's regression that is inevitably coming for them, that offense as a whole, but certainly Tank and Collins. So I don't know. I, I think Kirk is established in that offense, and I think it's probably Dobbs if Watson's out. Kirk is my my answer. Um, yeah, it's funny. You go with my red light. I go with your red light. I, I go with Tank Dell. If now, now if Watson is out, I would rather go Dobbs. Just preface that. But if there's a chance that Watson is playing, I, I'd, I'd prefer Tank Dell. He's just uh, ascending right now, and and CJ Stroud's playing out of his mind. So yeah, there could be some regression. But um, uh, Christian Kirk has a much tougher matchup against Atlanta. They're much better against the pass. So um, I don't think that's a tougher matchup because of. The, what TJ Watt's going to do with a rookie quarterback, you know, I, I think the same, I think the Steelers defense is better than the Falcons in my mind. Um, okay. So I don't know. I, 
we'll see what happens, obviously. But um, I don't know that the Falcons' defense is like a surefire, tougher matchup than the, the Steelers is. And um, I haven't heard, is Zay Jones back for the Jags on Sunday or not? Uh, yeah, that's still up in the air as well. That would make a difference to me with Kirk also. Yeah, that would make it a surefire move for me. Um, but just in terms of regression, like I, I think honestly now is a good time to sell Tank Dell um, if you could. Just like, yeah, he's ascending, but like is he going to have those type of numbers all year? I, I would vote no. Yeah, the guy who asked before who sold Tank Dell for Zay Flowers, perfect trade. Yeah, yeah, hundred and fifty percent. You know, either yeah. of those guys, even Rashad White. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so that about does it uh, for our episode and concludes our mailbag segment. Uh, thank you for everyone that's asking questions. Yeah, uh, stay tuned for future stuff. Again, follow us on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker at Culls underscore sports at s mccormick. Oh. And uh, George, last, last, real quick. Uh, would you trade Tua and Aaron Jones for Saquon and Christian Watson and then stream love at quarterback? Uh, it, for me, no. I wouldn't make that deal right now. Um, it's, uh, yeah, there's always an injury risk with Tua, but I'm riding him while I can in matchups. And this week's going to be a great high scoring matchups. Um, Aaron Jones and Watson both coming back from hamstring injury, so that's kind of a wash. But I feel like Aaron Jones could be, you know, still great value, not that much down below if Saquon is battling this ankle injury for how long. Yeah, the injury concern, I think I would look at what other quarterbacks were available to you like if love is the best that it gets, then probably not. But if there's like a love and Stafford combination that you can throw together, then that becomes interesting to me. So it depends on quarterback depth on your wire. Um, and then like, yeah, I mean, your, your, your risk is Saquon's health and same with Christian Watson. It's like if those two players get healthy and, end up being the weapons that they should be on their teams, then I think you did an outstanding job with this trade, but single QB league. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the, the depth on your waiver wire, like if you could get love and Stafford and then have multiple options that are pretty good, then I think it becomes worth it. But um, that's definitely a big factor. I mean, two is someone that you can count on every week right now. It, right now it looks like any, get as many dolphins as you possibly can, right? Like if this offense ends up being this real, which it looks like it is McDaniel's an absolute fucking mastermind. So I want every piece of the dolphins offense that I can currently get. Um, that being said, um, Saquon is also an absolute force. And if Christian Watson ends up being wide receiver one for the Packers, then you win that trade. It just matters if, you have another option to love that looks good. Stafford. Yeah. Like I, I would, I would make that trade and go love Stafford. I don't know what you guys think. Um, I, I don't think I make that trade still. Um, yeah. I don't know. Seeing how important Aaron Jones was to that Packers offense before he got injured. Um, I still want a piece of that moving forward. And Tua, like you said, you want as many dolphins on your roster as possible. And Tua 
uh, seems to be very, very legit. So, yeah, I, I don't think I would take that trade. Both players who are healthy, Saquon or Aaron Jones? Um, Saquon. Yeah. Okay. I, but yeah, it, I the, gap's not, the gap's not as big as looking at Jordan Love, who Jordan Love's been great the first three weeks, but he's still only averaging 21 points a game. Yeah, so to Stafford and Love. Between completely Tua, completely yeah. understand, but you got to factor in Christian Watson into that. Is he an auto? Is he your starter on your? Is he your wide receiver too? Because then that gap may close entirely if you have a wide receiver one insert here, and then you know now you're starting Christian Watson every week, who ends up being a wide receiver one for a good offense that's playing for the division against a say you swung and miss on Drake London or Mike Williams and you're looking to replace that guy. Again, this comes down to what does your roster look like every single time? It's all circumstantial, but there's definitely a world where that Watson would be my flex already have Diggs and Waddle. So you have Waddle and Tua, then I become no on that trade because yeah. now you have Tua and Waddle. How many weeks are those guys going to explode together? You're basically ensuring yourself a win going to be more times than not you're going to be in the playoffs then you need him to get hot in the playoffs and win so that context matters and the answer becomes no and i yeah, have this, a little bit of concern with watson guys i've got him in a league and for sure this, this originally was just supposed to be a one week deal and now we're coming into week four he's still not able to practice is this almost start to become a little bit like cooper cup where oh it was assumed he was going to be fine after the whole preseason where he didn't and that risk of re-injury happens, you know. Yeah. Well, that and chemistry is a real thing on the football field. Jordan yeah. Love has had the first three weeks to form a chemistry with Romeo Dobbs, as we've seen, and uh, Jaden Reed. So, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. And this is why context matters. If you guys are asking questions, please add as much context as possible to get more accurate responses. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that about I, does it. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just want closing thoughts from me. I, um, I, let's add in closing thoughts as well as a part of this show. Oh, every, great. Yeah. Every, of every show. Yeah. Uh, closing thoughts for me is um, we need to get the drop, the, the us all three on a, on a player drop. I, I don't know if the trucked segment should be in here, but we need to figure no. that out. We need, that's we need reactions. Figure, That's a, right. a we need Monday reactions. We need to get, we need to get, you could just got trucked in the reactions and then we need to figure out our shorts situation. But um, yeah, I think this adding this element was outstanding. I would like this. I think we go live, get the questions. I mean, granted this is already a long episode, but I think it's that good and has that much quality information that it doesn't matter the length. Um, so very happy with the going live, getting questions, doing mailbag bag at the end. Yeah, I think this would be a great episode to try to get timestamps in as well for people to kind of chop through and um, great, you know, great find point. Where, yeah, so I'll mark that down as well. Um, all right, now that we workshop live, um, you guys got anything <laughs> I, else you want to yeah, add? I I like that. I think that's good. Like I think yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying having bad, these conversations just, live yeah. is a good thing. Um, that it's only a value add for the road. Absolutely. Um, again, check us out on YouTube. I know most of you are, but if you're listening on podcast form, it's youtube.com slash sports ethos, like subscribe, hit the bell, get notified when we go live, hop in and ask us questions uh, for us to answer at the end of the episode. Um, and 
Also follow the show on Twitter at Fantasy Roadshow. Check out the Substack. We have weekly articles coming out, thefantasyroadshow.substack.com. Um, other than that, boys. I'm going to put up a poll that says, Roadies, do we like LSU or Kansas State more? <laughs> All I'm going to say is the last time they played, K-State rolled them. Ah, come on. We're not even talking about that bullshit bowl game. What was it called? <laughs> do we even know what the name of the bowl was? <laughs> I, was hope, I was hoping maybe that you wouldn't remember that LSU didn't play any of their starters. Yeah, it's LSU. Yeah. If it's not in the fucking, you know, if it's not in one of the New York New Year's Day Bowls games, LSU's starters are enjoying training for the NFL. Oh, we yeah. will, if they happen to meet in a bowl game this year, we will have a very uh-huh. nice little roadshow bet going on. I like, like it. Roadshow, yeah, we're gonna some we'll, something will happen there. Uh, I like it. That being said, I am hoping that we are in the um, in the playoff, which got to beat Alabama, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for joining and listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. Uh, stay tuned for more stuff coming this week. And uh, Shane, what should everybody do? Buckle up. The Jair yeah. Alexander. Buckle up. <laughs>